the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington. Paul Scudo is with me, the executive director of STEP Denver. Paul, welcome to the program. Mark, thank you so very much. I appreciate you having me this morning. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. One of the things that uh, in previous programs our listeners already know about me is that I used to be an alcoholic. And when I say used to be, I don't mean that I still don't struggle because they say, you know, once once you find that you are addicted to alcohol, you pretty much are always addicted and you have to stay away from it for a lifetime. But what I can say is that I've had recovery and that's what I love about your program. It's why I wanted to have you on, because you as well are in this to see men in particular recover from addiction, to find freedom. I love love what I'm seeing on your website, helping men find freedom from addiction. And let's, let's start right there. Uh, talk about addiction. What is it? How do people find themselves trapped? And when I say trapped, I do mean it is a bear trap, claws closing in, will not let you go unless you get some help, and that's what you're there for. So let's start there. Talk about addiction. Mark, I couldn't have articulated that any better. Uh, you, you painted a, a marvelous visual picture of what addiction does to many of us. I, too, am in recovery from the disease of addiction, uh, suffered severe consequences, uh, loss of my family, my wife, jobs, home, became a felon, uh, ultimately was homeless for two years and had severe enough consequences, and we'll talk about this in a moment, uh, that I was willing to accept help when it was offered to me and uh, went through treatment myself and then lived in sober living and then subsequently went to get uh, education in the field of addiction, uh, recovery, and science uh, and eventually became a counselor uh, and, and then, you know, have worked here at Step Denver. Um, addiction, and I'm going to speak anecdotally because I don't want to, um, you know, kind of uh, belabor this with a bunch of statistics and science. Uh, I'm going to speak at a high level for your listeners. The disease of addiction is exactly that. It is a chronic illness. There is a genetic predisposition in about 20% of human beings to have an allergic reaction to mind-altering substances when those are put into your body. It begins a chemical and a physical reaction that involves uh, the endorphins, the dopamine, and glutamate brain chemicals. And for an individual like myself that begins that process, I realized, wow, I really like the way this feels, and I want to do it again. 
And as I continue to use, this is a progressive illness in which the, the, the pathways, the neural pathways in my brain get to a point where I lose the ability for logical, rational decision-making. And I will continue to use drugs and alcohol regardless of the consequences that are piling up in my life. And so many people think, you know, if you, if you have these problems, why don't you just stop? And for those of us that suffer the disease of addiction, and that can be any mind-altering substance, alcohol, cocaine, heroin, marijuana, whatever, whatever the substance of choice is, right, once I am in that cycle, I can't just stop. I've lost the ability of choice. So for many people, until you have consequences that are severe enough, and I can't lie and hide or manipulate or manage my addiction any further, uh, I, I then will seek help. Right? So, Paul, let me, uh, let me uh, interject here just for a moment, because one of the things that as I'm realizing, the people that we're talking to, and, and I think you're right, everybody has got to reach this point that's, that's facing addiction where it's so bad and and so denial is one of the first things that has to be overcome. I, I don't have a problem, or I, as you mentioned, I can manage this. Uh, the other thing that I noticed in my own life story is that as as I participated in my addictions, uh, drinking especially, um, it caused problems. Well, where did I find comfort? I found comfort in my alcohol. So I thought, okay, well, I'm experiencing problems because I'm drinking, but what gives me comfort is drinking. So I'll drink some more, and then and then I'll have some more problems, and then, well, I, I want relief, so I'll drink some more, and on and on that cycle goes. And so, it, I, I'm, again, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe the average person that might be listening. A, you mentioned that there are people who probably are not addicted. You mentioned 20% of the population is. But for those 20% who are, and maybe you're thinking, ah, you know, I really I don't have a problem, or it's not bad enough yet, or I can manage this. What would you say to them? How, how do we wake up from this? You know, Mark, that's a great question. And you, you described your own situation, and, and mine is similar. Uh, there are a number of times when we've tried to stop, and, and we were unable to stop. We said, you know, today I'm not going to drink, right? Or if I do stop today, uh, can I stay stopped? Right. Or am I going to drink tomorrow? And that would be the first question I would ask folks to consider. Can you stop when you say you want to stop and can you stay stopped or do you drink or use even when you say I'm not going to drink or use today? The other question I would ask myself is, is my life becoming unmanageable in certain areas? Am I having trouble with family? Am I having trouble at work? Am I uh, entering into to legal uh, issues, right? If you can objectively look at that and say, wow, I might have a problem, then you can seek help. But as you said, many of us get caught up in the cycle that, you know, I drink or use, I have problems, I don't want to think or feel about those problems, 
So I drink or use to numb those problems or numb the way I feel about those problems. And then I have more problems, right? So to, to the, the answer to your question is a complex one because most people that don't have severe enough problems yet don't even ask themselves those questions. Yeah, you're right until you hit what we call in recovery rock bottoms. We talk about that experience. And by the way, I don't wish that on anybody. I, I hit a rock bottom and it was truly, truly at the bottom. So talk about that. And, you know, that's a great question as well. And, and different people have different bottoms, right? For me, it was the loss of everything. Money, family, friends, jobs, my legal standing, my home. Uh, I, it was me in a backpack on the street before I was willing to say, wow, maybe I do have a problem. Uh, but for other people, their bottoms could be different. It might be I get a DUI and that's, uh, the, that makes them say, you know what, I need to get help. Or maybe it's, it's some family issues at home. Uh, or it's just the way they feel about themselves. So different individuals have different bottoms. But my experience is that for most people, those consequences have to be pretty severe before I'm going to be willing to say, you know what, I don't have control of this. I don't have the willpower to stop. And I do need help. And I, th I think that's why I, I love your program, Step Denver. We're going to get into more details about your program. But again, I, I, Paul, I'm just, I'm just picturing in my mind somebody listening right now, and they're, they're on that teeter-totter. It's, it, okay, I'm, I'm definitely, I've got a drinking problem. I, I might even admit that I drink a little too much. I've got a drug problem, might be using too much. But so far, yeah, I'm able to, I'm able to handle this. And, and like I, I said before, uh, Paul, I, I don't wish rock bottom on anybody. I, if there is one thing that I wish in my own experience with recovery and working with other men uh, myself is that I wish, I wish, I wish people would not get to this place of rock bottom before they seek help. Is, 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 can we talk to those folks? Is, is there a way perhaps to get people to, to pick up a phone, maybe call your organization or to seek an AA meeting or celebrate recovery or or Narcotics Anonymous, before they hit this place called Rock Bottom? Absolutely. And again, I would go back to if one of your listeners thinks they have an inkling of the fact that maybe they're drinking or using too much, I would ask you to ask yourself, can I stop today? Can I just not use today? And if you ask yourself that and you make a commitment to not doing that and you use today, you drink or use, then you need to seek help. And there are a number of different places that, that can be of assistance to people. For, for many people, it depends on what their, what their life situation is. Our program, we're helping people with nothing else. No job, no home, no money, no family no resources. So initially for those folks that are early on in their addiction, we may not be the program for them. There are plenty. Uh, I mean, I would start at a 12 step group. As you said, I would go on the internet. I would Google AACANA celebrate recovery, some sort of 12 step group and go to those meetings. 
if that is not enough and you keep using, I would seek some sort of outpatient treatment initially. If that then doesn't work, I would seek inpatient treatment where I go and I'm kind of locked away from the world for 30 days uh, so that, that I can be separated from the drugs and alcohol till my brain chemistry resets. I get some counseling and I begin working the 12 step programs in treatment. So it, it, for, for the, for the listener that thinks they may have a problem, it, it's going to kind of depend on where you are on that scale, but you could start with a 12 step group. And if that's not working, some outpatient, that's not working inpatient. If you have a family member or a friend or, uh, you know, someone you know that has gotten to the point where they've lost it all, then we would be the the solution for them. Paul Scudo is the executive director of Step Denver. So, Paul, let's talk about then you mentioned Step Denver then is way down that list. But there are some desperate people out there, people who have hit their rock bottom and like you say, once once you, I mean, some some folks, their rock bottom is so bottom, they, as you mentioned, literally have no resources. So talk about your program. How how would someone even get in touch with you, for example, and get into the program? And then once they get in, what's the program like? So, Mark, Step Denver is a men's residential addiction recovery program that offers men with nowhere else to turn the opportunity to overcome the consequences of addiction through a program that's based on sobriety, work, accountability, and community. We are not a clinical treatment program. We don't have doctors, nurses, psychiatrists, uh, therapeutic counselors. Most of the men that come to us have had those experiences and didn't take the advice or, or do the things that were suggested by those clinicians they know what they need to do. They just need a safe, structured, sober living environment in which to begin that process again. We're a peer recovery community. All of our program staff, our graduates of our program, have gotten the peer and family uh, specialist certification from the state of Colorado and work with our men one-on-one to help them set goals and reach milestones in the four-phase program and hold them accountable to the programmatic rules and requirements. So the program runs anywhere between three months and 18 months, depending on the individual and if they want to live in our sober living. Individuals uh, can come in right off the street um, we, you asked how they, they would, would go through this process. They can call our number or go to our website and get the information, but then they would go through an application process. We take applications Monday through Thursday between 8 a.m. and noon for intake on the same day because we want to get that person off the street at 2.30 p.m. And so when they call or they show up or uh, they're, they're put in touch with us, we're going to go through an application process to make sure this individual is appropriate for our program, and then we're going to take them in. Um, once they're here, 
They are required to work a full-time tax-paying payroll check job. That's part of the work piece. And they are going to be required to attend our addiction recovery education classes, 12-step groups, work with their case manager, their recovery support manager, and put together a plan for rebuilding their life. So we talked about those four pillars. Uh, these are our four core principles. Yeah, just real quick, I'm going to give them sobriety, work, accountability, and community. And it sounds like, uh, again, for men who are in a very desperate place, their their rock bottom is truly bottom. Uh, I'm so glad you're there, first of all. And so once once they get going in the program, do you, do you find that the men have a good success rate? I mean, do they respond at that point because they're at rock bottom, or is it still a struggle? It's, it's a mix of both. It really is. The disease of addiction is such that the number one symptom of the disease is that it tells you you don't have a disease. Yeah. Right? I so desire to be normal. Right? I, I don't want to have an affliction or a problem or be seen as weak or having no willpower or unethical or immoral. I want to be normal. Right? So, for many men, after they're here for a month or two months and their body and their mind heals and they got a job and some money in their pocket, I know you've experienced this in your own recovery. You see these people come in and then they leave thinking, hey, I got this yeah. now. Um, and, and then they go out and, uh, and relapse in most cases. But you asked about our success rate. Um, you know, the, the national average when someone enters into recovery, the average of those individuals staying in long-term sustained sobriety a year or more uh, is anywhere between 12 and 15%. And what we do is for those people that complete our program, we follow up with them for up to a year and uh, we provide them additional peer recovery coaching, but we also collect data. Are you sober? Are you employed? What is your family situation like? Your housing situation, your financial situation. And what we find is of those folks that, that graduate our program, 80% of them remain, uh, re- report sustained sobriety. Fantastic. 80, yeah, 87% of them report that they're employed. And we ask questions on a scale of one to five, five being good, one being poor. And we find that there's an average quality of life score of 3.2, right? So that's a little bit above average, right? And these are people that had nothing, right? And were miserable a year ago. So uh, we feel very, very good about the outcomes our program provides. So, I mean, that almost sounds like a miracle, but it really is not. There's a lot of hard work that goes into recovery, isn't there? It is, and it's not really um, just us. It is the men. The men are the ones that make the commitment. The men are the ones that put in the effort. The men are the ones that say, all right, I hear what you're telling me to do, And it's not easy, but I'm going to do it. And those people that are successful are the ones that take the suggestions and follow the path we lay out 
and, and ultimately are successful. One of the things you mentioned is that obviously Step Denver, thankfully, has got this great success rate. But you mentioned that the national average for people entering into recovery is only 12 percent. And, you know, I would say that is not a failure of the recovery programs. I would say that's a testimony to how strong the pull of addiction is. I mean, I've been sober five years and yet I still feel the call of the alcohol. And if it weren't for the fact that I were still connected in recovery uh, communities, I would probably give in. And so it's it's amazing how strong that call is to to want so that, that people in their minds, their bodies, their, as you mentioned, it truly is an addiction. It, it's amazing how difficult it is to break that. And to do that alone, I, I don't even think it's possible. So I'm so glad to hear that community is a big part of, of your program. And again, I just Martin. want to reintroduce you again. Paul Scudo is the executive director of Step Denver. Mark, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? The disease of addiction is a chronic illness. I never get cured. I never get fixed. It is always going to be there waiting for me uh, to, to not take my medicine and see me making air quotes. Uh, you know, the, the program of recovery is the medicine that keeps this disease in remission. And it takes a lifetime of daily maintenance to do this. And it is community, the community of meetings, the community of service, the community of sponsorship or mentorship of other men. It's coming together with other people that are suffering from the disease and supporting them, right? It's that old adage of it takes a village. Right. And when I stop going to meetings, I stop being of service. I stop working with a mentor. I stop working a program of recovery. In essence, I stop taking my medicine. And as the, the, you know, trials and tribulations of life pile up, right? Because even when you get into recovery, life isn't perfect. It's not perfect for anyone. There are ups and downs in life, but those of us that suffer from addiction deal with the downs by taking a substance to make us feel better in those down times. So if I stop taking my medicine in the form of the program and these trials and tribulations in life start piling up, it starts sounding better and better to have a drink or smoke a joint or snort a line or whatever your drug of choice was to cope with the way I feel. And you're absolutely right. The call never goes away. You can just only keep it at bay through continually working the program. Paul, I'm watching the clock, and I wish we had more time. We've got about three minutes, and I know we want to talk about how people can help Step Denver. As you mentioned, people come into your program, and they have nothing. So obviously, you need donors. You need people to, to help out in that area. So we want to we want to accomplish two things in the next few minutes. One, we got to get your number and website out there, get people connected with you who need your services, but also put that appeal out for, for people to help out. Absolutely, and thank you, Mark. If you or someone you know needs help, you can call Step Denver at 303-295-295. 7837. That's 303 295 
7837 or you can go to stepdenver.org. Stepdenver.org will have all the information on our program and the phone number for you to call and speak with somebody that can help connect you with a solution. For those of you that are our supporters or would like to be our supporters, thank you. We can't tell you how grateful we are that you are helping us help men and help our community. And you can go to stepdenver.org. Again, stepdenver, all one word, .org. And in the upper right-hand corner is a red donate button. You can click that and you can help us help our community. Paul, we've got one minute. So give a one-minute plea, if you will, to people who are perhaps, again, maybe at the edge. Maybe they need help but are not sure what to do next. If you think you have a problem, I was where you were. I did not want to admit that I had a problem. I did not want to admit that I couldn't do this on my own. But there are many, millions of other people like you, and there is a solution, and we can help, and we hope that you reach out to us because you can have a life unlike anything you imagined. Paul, those numbers and website one more time. Our phone number, 303 295 or stepdenver.org. Stepdenver.org will get you all the information in the phone. Paul Scudo, Executive Director of Step Denver. Thank you for being a part of life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.